Hello, welcome everyone, come all, hear ye, hear ye. <laughs> I have good news for you today. I am absolutely delighted to tell you about. I have been feeling led for some time to share on a series called The Ten Commandments, and it's going to be fun. It may not look like some of the things that you grew up imagining the Ten Commandments to be through the course of this last, my lifetime, let me say, but also specifically the last year and a half, I've been coming to a place of surrendering to the Lord. It's a journey. I'm on it. I, um, God is showing me some things as I go. The more I surrender, the more he's showing me, the more that I am living the way that the Bible calls us to live. The Holy Bible, God's word, the word that became flesh that is Jesus Christ who dwells inside of our hearts today has been leading me to understand more about who he is as a person as I've I would say transitioned back into life and feeling alive and having peace and understanding and getting victories in areas of my life that I was um, in areas of my life that I was lacking integrity and I'm here to be a living testimony of God's love and I hope and I, I, I say that as just saying I have so far to go I truly do I don't have all the answers at all I just the more I know I do think I realize the less I know is what I'm trying to say that there's a greater purpose and meaning out there and hope for your life so don't give up this is not there's something rotten in paradise which leads me to actually the first point of my introduction, which this is the introduction, called There's Something Rotten in Paradise, because I just can't imagine anybody really wanting to learn so much about the Ten Commandments unless they, I mean, does that just not sound boring? Like, who wants to talk about those, that list on a stone tablet thousands of years ago? Blah. Like, I just, I think it, boring, like, but you know what? Actually, that is the living testimony of God's law of love for us. So it's actually, wow, I've been finding out this year. Whoa, it's actually God's law is love. God, the Holy Spirit, is an all-consuming fire. And that fire is love. And he's ready to rain that down on us with love and goodness joy, kindness, treating each other the way we want to be treated, that kind of, that's called kingdom living. That's the kingdom of God. And the Bible says the kingdom of God is righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. And if you um, grew up going to church and you feel like you did believe in Jesus, you do believe Jesus is who he says he is, but you're not quite, mm, maybe hearing from God or maybe you forgotten what it was like to have that peace.
peace you got maybe at camp if you've been to a camp and it was so good when you went to camp you really cried for Jesus there yet that is the Holy Spirit that was working on you in those times and remember that and know that that's not the only place where you can have that kind of experience you can have that kind of experience every day in your own home but there's something rotten in paradise and I'm here to tell you that well, I'm here to tell you what that is, and that the devil, there is an actual devil, and he's been lying to us, and he's been the sneaky snake deceiving us, not so blatantly, because he's come in the disguise of modernity, that's a word, and culture, and um, so I, I pray before we start this journey together, I hope you join with me, because I am praying that I will be emptied so that we can hear from the Lord on things that um, I will pray about the things that I'm going to say and read them in the Bible. And then if anyone, a brother, a sister in Christ finds a place to correct me, then I would appreciate that correction as I know I will grow because they'll grow from that's wisdom right the bible proverbs god is so good he says that you will grow from correction seek wisdom right seek seek these things in humility so i pray that i can be that person and i i know that um the truth shown in love is evidence of the holy spirit so um here we go <laughs> it is the the bible is a love story and God created Adam and Eve in the beginning to be his children to be his companions and you know what we've got to go back to the garden we've got to go back to paradise this is God created us to be in the garden and just imagine the garden of Eden it was beautiful waterfalls it describes it in the Bible in Genesis I'm gonna get into that on our first episode um, a little bit more too of the of the beginning of the garden and well it's so beautiful it's so good it's yeah I was talking to a friend today and he was saying that the um that we were created to live in a sexual community and I said no that's not true we were created to be um a man and wife that's how God created and us to be in marriage and I know that might upset people and I I love you so much if you're upset by that um that is what God's word says so before we can even go any further we have to have this defining question and understanding monotheistic religions and logical reasoning instead of applying emotional irrationalism when communicating effectively your thoughts on another religion okay there are three main monotheistic religions in the world today Judaism Islam and Christian Christianity now each religion claims that their God is the one way to eternal life 
This makes up, I believe, about 40% of the world's population that claims that you have to believe one in one God in order to make it to eternity. Now, these religions are not saying that they will do anything to hurt you in any way, shape, or form, say anything bad about you. In fact, these religions actually teach that they will love you. So you will see how their God loves you too. And and in certain ways and and in different interpretations, these these religions are similar and they um the prophets and um so there's truths, right? Mixed in with different realities. And it would be illogical for someone that does not believe in God, the same God that the monotheistic religions believe in, to try to re- win them over with science um, because they're, <clears throat> they're just fundamentally coming from two different sources of religion. Because yes, science does become a religion when God ceases to exist and I know some of you might not like that, but if you really think about it, um, you can make your own God out of any science as if you go deep enough into it. And uh, thinking it's something beautiful, but having replaced it for the actual real thing, who is God. And that is why I cannot argue my point apologetically if I'm going to argue my point at all. Because if I was going to say anything about God... I would first have to let my listeners know that I'm following the assumption that I believe God is who he says he is according to the Holy Bible because I believe in that every word that is on the Bible is from God. So specifically, if there's things that contradict who he is, <clears throat> then I will do my best to ooh, pray and seek wisdom from God on how to explain those things. Um, so... If you do not believe in God, you're still welcome to listen to this series, but just know that it would be like an analogy, right? An analogy compares two things. So let me give you this analogy before I go any further. Um, If you continue to listen and you have complaints and you would like to voice those to me, it would be like going to a... In a Muslim mosque, Islamic mosque, in the middle of their service and saying, you are wrong, stop worshipping Allah, get up off your knees. That is not identical to the situation. I realize that if it were identical, it would cease to be an analogy because what's you have the mystery to solve is what's the similar similarities. And what's similar is that you'd be contesting their very core identity of their religion itself in the existence of Allah. So if we believe God is who he says he is, then we have to follow him. Otherwise, it cancels it it out. And it cancels itself out. And I know there are some Christians that, that feel they are walking with Jesus, and maybe you are walking with Jesus, but you've picked certain things of the Bible to believe and certain things to not agree with because it's uncomfortable, because you don't understand it, you have to wrestle with it. It's really 
oh God, just some of the things that happened in the Old Testament are just horrible, and you don't understand why. And um, I, I would say that's okay to, to wrestle with, and I, I do too. As I read the whole Bible, I see that God reveals himself through the scriptures, and he is good. He is a good God, and he loves his children, and when he gives them consequences, it is a reflection of wanting them to grow as as children grow, what do we do? We love we if you're a good parent, you know that you have to discipline your child. Um, consequences can look different in different ways, but you have to sh- you have to um, not necessarily be harsh with them if you've really f- helped form them, but sometimes we all make mistakes and you have to show them the right way in a loving way and that you do that because you love your child you don't you hope that you'll show them the right way so that one day they'll grow up and be a good person right and that's what god does with his children he does allow things in our life to happen but it's out of love so that we'll grow and that we'll overcome because greater is he who is in you and me if you know jesus then you'll know that he's not of this world and you won't love the things of this world and that is what we know as the people that have crossed over into living into eternity today you're rejoicing because you're saved and it's a different place than looking over at a distorted picture of what paradise really is you know you might walk with jesus But you can walk on the beach. Here's another analogy. You can walk on the beach with someone and not really know them. You can sit on an airplane with someone right next to them the whole trip and never have talked at all. And so to know Jesus is to obey him, to follow him, to hear him, to have a living relationship with Jesus Christ where you know he like you can honestly say yeah God is hilarious because he's so funny he just does things all day long if we're ready to listen that are just gonna brighten our day with little pockets of grace all over the place (laughs) and he's he's a joyful God and we've forgotten that because sadly some of us have been um, deceived by that sneaky snake who offered us something else in the garden, something more desirable than immortality itself. And that is the worship of self. That is the beast, that's the flesh, that's what's in us. And he's tricked us and I'm going to get into that as well in this series of the Ten Commandments. And before, like I said, this is just the introduction. Not just, this is the introduction. And there are seven points. And we've just covered point one, I believe, that something's rotten in paradise. And the other points are, let me see what they are. Okay, so... You know what? 
this is 15 minutes perfect so I'm gonna stop here and I'm gonna let you know that I'm gonna put the intro into two and the next is going to be based on what love is and what fear does so that's the next time and have a great day and then after that I believe we'll start this series of the Ten Commandments. I'm excited. It's going to be good. God is good. You are loved and have a great day.